it does take a very strong minded person, I think, to be able to start their own thing and put themselves out there, but just like, don't stop believing what yourself and what you're doing. Cause at the end of the day, like you'll be successful and making money and crushing it. And like, everyone will just be sad. They didn't start when you did. Welcome to Not A 10 Podcast with Mary Griffin. Today's guest is Carly Reed, who is a former UNC lacrosse player. She is currently a nutritionist and personal trainer, and she's also a female entrepreneur of and founded On The Line Club, which just totally makes her a badass female. Like I love women who are just starting their thing, doing their own journey and being their own boss. I think that's awesome. So I'm really excited for you guys to get some insight on health, nutrition, and just that realm of life. And Carly's like the perfect person to talk to us about that. So Carly, I'm so excited for you to be here. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited. This is such an awesome podcast idea. So I'm really happy to be on it today. Yeah, it's going to be lots of fun. Um, Just a little background. Carly and I's connection came through actually my sister. So my sister was a intern for Carly's company on the line, which is like a clothing brand. And, um, so Grace was like, you had to get Carly on the pod. So here we are. (laughs) And I'm really excited. You'll have to see who you like better, Mary or Grace after this. I'm totally (laughs) kidding. (laughs) Don't, don't do that. (laughs) But I'm lucky that you guys are opposites. Yeah, we are. We're very different. No comparing. Yeah. No comparing. We're just very different. Um, but I'm sure she's really excited to hear about our little conversation. So, um, with that, let's just get right into it. So Carly, you're kind of known for this, like health fitness, like guru, I guess I could say, where did your journey with health and nutrition, like come into your life? So I want to say it all started really in high school. Like when you get into that sophomore year, um, starting birth control was a huge thing that I noticed, like really changed my body. Um, but I really started getting serious about it in college because my freshman year, like throughout high school, I was always kind of trying to get down for like prom, like just lose like a few pounds for, you know, prom homecoming. I want to look good on my dress, feel good. Um, and I don't know, it was a bit restrictive. It definitely wasn't healthy. I was kind of obsessive over it, but I just don't have the personality type where it could have gone really south. Um, and I think sports really kind of kept me focus on like eating just enough. Um, but getting to college is a whole nother ball game because you have the cafeteria, you have other people who have really, really fast metabolisms and can eat whatever they want, whenever they want and look the same. Um, and I just was not like that. So I think that it really came into my life, probably my sophomore year after my freshman year, I gained like 40 pounds, um, in the first semester. So like When I think about that, those three months when you first start college, I was just an absolute mess. And um, that's definitely where it started for me. Yeah. I mean, I feel like a lot of things will happen when you transition from high school to college, especially as student athletes. There's so much more freedom. There's food that typically you're not surrounded by. And it's just a complete change. And you're dealing with a bunch of 
other things that are going on you miss home and there's just emotions are very high freshman year like um so like the do you think like the transition to college like is something that you really struggled with and like use food to cope or um just kind of didn't have those like healthy habits and education behind nutrition when you first came to college so it's weird because I do think I had a very good um, idea of health and wellness going into college my mom was always very made me very like aware of it um and so I thought that was kind of carrying me through and I would eat now salads and stuff and then I would also have like 10 bowls of cereal and you think because now you're lifting and you're walking everywhere on campus and you're practicing, working out like two times a day, you can eat whatever you want. Uh, but that's just not the case. And it is to an extent where if you're playing all the time, you can kind of do that. But if you're not playing, you're not getting that many reps in practice, but you're eating like you're going to play an entire game all the time, uh, you're going to gain weight and just paying closer attention to like, what I was eating in the uh, cafeteria and how often I was eating. I'm not really a three big meals a day type of girl. And I think that was very hard for me because that's what everybody was doing. Um, But really learning how to listen to my body and trusting that I know what's best for myself was a huge, huge step on, I think my journey to like feeling good and eating better Um, and I'll never forget like my, was it my sophomore year end of my sophomore year? Some people listening might know Sammy Joe Tracy. We were both looked at each other. We were like, we've gained so much weight in college and we're like, want to just do it together. Like, let's just be healthy. We can encourage each other. Like if people make fun of you, I think on teams, sometimes people like make fun of you for caring about your health. I think now it's changed a lot back then. It was definitely like, you didn't want people to know you were trying to eat healthy kind of. Um, so we would just encourage each other. And we both made these Instagram accounts like where we would post everything we ate or if we weren't, if it wasn't something we would post on our health page. We wouldn't eat it. So we were eating like, it was really, really great to do that. And I think that's kind of what sparked this whole thing for me was I noticed immediately how much better I felt. I was getting better grades. I was playing a lot better and lacrosse on the field. And I was like, wow, it's crazy how food really does impact me so strongly. Yeah. And I think that correlation is sometimes misconstrued, especially today. It's like, oh, I'm going to start eating like this so I can lose weight so I can look good. Was your approach more so like, let's make this Instagram page. Let's do this together. Not necessarily to be like, oh, like I need to lose all the way again, but honestly, just like what you said to feel better. And once you feel better, it correlates into like every aspect of your life. Like I didn't realize how much food can honestly impact, not even just your physical health, but just like how you're feeling and like your overall happiness as well. Yeah, it was definitely. So I think the biggest thing was I was so sick of like constantly feeling like I was gaining weight and had to lose weight. And I just wanted to be consistent and like I just hit a point where I was so frustrated with having to constantly fight this uphill battle. And I looked at other people and I was like, how do you just eat normal and eat healthy? And why doesn't food control your thoughts as much as it does mine? Um, And I think I just got so fed up with it that I was like, okay, I'm changing my lifestyle. I'm changing who I am. I'm done with like the trying to diet and get skinny. I'm just going to do it because it feels good. Um, 
And it really did increase like my energy. My freshman year, I could not get out of bed. Like I missed class so much. I was doing terrible in school. I would play like every now and then, but it wasn't like enough um, for me to be happy. And like, it wasn't consistent. So I was really just in this deep, deep rut and changing my diet was the first thing that really helped me get out of it. I immediately just felt so much better. Yeah. I definitely think there is like a correlation to just like overall health, not even necessarily being like, oh, she looks good. Like she eats really lean and lost all this weight, but more so like, how are you going to feel at the end of the day? And like how your health, like impacts every aspect of your life. I think that's such an interesting approach and like something that a lot of people can like shift. And that's when you see the result is not necessarily being like, oh, I am doing this because I'm trying to lose weight, like weigh yourself, like all that stuff. But rather it's like, all right, I think checking in and being like, how do you actually feel? And I think those are like land points where you're like, okay, I'm starting to feel better. And that's honestly better than, oh, I I have a different number on the scale. And I love, I love what that everything you just said I love like oh I wish like I like I'm trying to do that I'm like how do I feel when I after I eat this rather than being like oh like that makes me like gain weight but it's like more so like just like be in tune with how certain foods like make you feel exactly and I think the scale is the worst thing and that's well okay so I stopped putting myself my freshman year because I knew I was just going to be unhappy but it kind of got like out of control where I didn't realize how much I had actually gained Then I stopped. Well, I still don't weigh myself, but after I did, I was so sad. I just decided I was going to be healthy, never look at the scale again. Um, And every time I do weigh myself now, it's like always the same. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's crazy how much that like the scale affects you. And if you get on the scale, you see a number you like, you might go eat more even subconsciously or eat differently. And if you see a number you don't like, you're just going to be upset and sad and eat differently. So mm-hmm. either way, it's just not going to be a good result. So throw your scales away. Yeah. No I, amen. Amen. Throw the scales away. <laughs> um, totally agree. So you said that you and um, Sammy made Instagram pages and that's kind of how like you guys started. What, do you have any other like tangible things or other like highlight points where like, oh, like this really helped me for my last three years of college? One thing that also I kind of want to hint at or talk about is that there was seniors, a few seniors who I remember thinking that they, like, I just, I liked their energy. They were always like, seemed very healthy and happy and they always like had their own snacks and they always like, they weren't getting off, you know, at the gas station rest stop and getting a bunch of candy and chips. They always like brought their own fresh fruit and nuts and I always thought that was cool and I wanted to be like that. So I do think as you're older on a team, it's important to realize that like younger girls really do look up to you and want to play like you or be like you or have your spot one day. So those little habits are really affecting everyone else. Um, But as far as like things that really changed, I don't, I think I was just like, I hit rock bottom. I would also work out, um, after practice when I wasn't playing a lot. So like you get to that point in the season where they're only playing the people who are going to play in the games, unless you're on like the scout team, but I was on neither. So I was like, I wasn't on the scout, but I was on the people who would play, but I was on the sideline because I never played. 
So I was never getting reps. So I would always go work out after practice. Um, and it also helps you mentally just to like forget about all everything and practice and like lacrosse. It can get really frustrating going and working out. Just having your me time by yourself is important. Yeah. I totally relate to that like bubble group where you're not like starting and you're not a scout player, but like you're right up there and like something happens to a starter, you're going to jump right in, but like that rarely ever happens. So you're just kind of like, okay, like I'm not really putting that much energy out towards practice, but I'm eating like a starter. I'm eating as if I'm running seven miles in a game. Cause that's just kind of like, oh, well we went to practice, but like how much do you actually do in that practice? Cause once you get into season, there's some practices where I know where I like sit on the sideline for 70% of it because I wasn't scout. I wasn't a starter. So they were just like, you're going to be right there. Like, make sure you're watching the starters, like blah, blah, blah. Um, I totally relate to that. And just kind of like approaching like, okay, how much am I actually doing? And how much does my body actually need? Like being in tune with that, I think is so important. Um, I love everything you just said. And I think that's going to be super helpful for the people listening out there. So I kind of want to transition into what life looked like after college. Um, so kind of where you took your career path. Did you always want to start your own business? What did starting your own business necessarily look like? And also just give us the laydown of like what your business is, like what you guys stand for, just all that good stuff. So it did start, the whole idea started when I was in college. Um, during that time when I was not playing and you identify so much with lacrosse. So like going through that in college where you're no longer like playing every game and you're not like, people don't rely on you to like win games. It's hard. You lose your identity. You kind of lose who you are. So I just decided to shift my focus and I focused on like my swag, my clothes. Like if I wasn't going to be like the best player, I was going to be best dressed, like on the bus, like best shoes, like all that. And I've always just had way too many clothes, love clothes. Um, so I made that, or I personally like tried to make that my thing and I felt good about it. So really just starting to take care of myself and like, then, you know, you take care of yourself, you look good, you feel good, you dress well, all of that came, I think. Um, and then we ended up winning my junior year and I was like on the field for it and it was amazing, but I still kind of in my heart was like that swag and that confidence all came from, for me, like the clothes and taking care of yourself. I just loved that whole look good, feel good situation. Um, and you can bet on that like time and time again for your confidence, no matter where you are in life, like look good, feel good, do good, play good, whatever. If you feel good, confidence is getting you as far as you really need it to. Um, and so that's where, that's where the brand all started. It was originally, my idea was called Swagness because that was my nickname for myself. Um, and like nobody called me that, but another <laughs> it was girl. for you. It was for you. It's okay. Yeah, it was just like myself. I was like, yeah, everyone on my team calls me Swagness. I have so much swag, but like no one did. It was just myself. Oh my gosh, that is so funny. So that was the original name, um, but then like I don't know. One day our coach asked us what OTL meant, and I was like on the line, and then it really means out to lunch. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so that's where the name kind of came from um and when I so transitioning out of school when you're a senior I want to ask you what you're going to do next and I always knew I wanted to start a clothing line 
I was not like applying to jobs. I was going to travel that summer, um, go to Europe. And so I just told everyone I was starting clothing line. And then I went to Europe. I had to take a few summer classes that summer to finish and graduate. So I finished those. And then I was sitting in my apartment. I had called a few people, um, people who know the brand State and Liberty. I always have to give a shout out to Lee Moffey because he's the first person I called to get any advice from. And he told me like kind of how to source my clothes, um, how much money I would need. And he was like, you probably need around $10,000. I was like, okay, shit, I don't have $10,000. I do not have $10,000 just laying around. (laughs) And like, that seems like so much money at the time. I was like, fuck, shoot, I'm never going to get $10,000. So I was planning on getting a job like somewhere and then saving up and starting it eventually. Cause like, I'm very much the type of person who, if I say I'm going to do something, like I'm going to do it mainly for prideful reasons. Cause I don't want people to be like, oh, she doesn't do like, she just talks out of her, but she doesn't like actually do it. So um, my dad called me the next day after I talked to him and my uncle who had passed away like four years ago or four years prior uh, or maybe three years prior had left me 10,000 euro um, in his estate. And we didn't get it until like, I guess, three years later. So that to me, was that moment of like serendipity where you hear that a lot in entrepreneurial stories, but it's like, it was just a serendipitous moment. It kind of just happened. So that's when I knew I had to do it. Um, and I just started like ordering all these prototypes and all the other stuff. Like you can just kind of Google. And I think sourcing clothes is the hardest part, finding that manufacturer. So once I had that and I had the money to do it, um, it really like took off from there. I had a lot of awesome support. It grew very, it grew too fast. I didn't have enough working capital at the time. So uh, I guess my advice to anyone who wants to start a company is working capital and have an accountant and know where every single dollar goes. Cause I was just spending money like on whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah. Yeah. That's such a cool <laughs> story. Like you were just like, um, one day I'll start. And then like the universe was like, no, it's today. Like, we're going to give you this. I love that. Oh my God. That's amazing. Um, so did you ever, when you were starting this company, did you ever feel like you were never like taken seriously as a female? Or do you think like just, you had great support system backing you up, which is why like it led to so much success. There's definitely like a huge, huge sense of loneliness where I would say, um, like now I think back on it and I always wish I had a partner, but not a full partner, like maybe 30, 60. Cause if you're doing everything and I'm very much like, I'm not waiting for things to get done. If I want to do it, I'm doing it. Um, I kind of wish I had that, but at the same time, I think that also can be super frustrating. If you guys don't have a good relationship, if you're not on the same page, I've seen it go both ways. So I would say it's just very, very lonely. You have to be strong-minded, your friends and family, no one's going to take you seriously. Um, My family was very supportive. They saw me working hard, but they still didn't get it. Like everybody has an idea. Everyone wants to tell you what to do. Like, 
oh, well, why don't you just do this? It's so easy. And I catch myself doing it to other people all the time. I'm like, oh, just do this. Like, I'm like, okay, you want to do that? Then you go do it. Cause I need help. I'm like, I'm overwhelmed. I need freaking help. If you like, mom, if you want to do that, you can help me out and go do it. Like make this company better. Like your sister, your boyfriend, they're all going to have ideas. Um, but you have so many things to do and it's just, people don't realize how hard it is until they do it. Yeah. With that, did you ever feel like you questioned yourself? You're like, can I actually do this? Like, am I capable? Am I the right person? And if you did question yourself, how did you kind of like pick yourself up and say, no, like I can do this. Like I have full faith in myself. Like I trust my opinion over everyone else's because I totally relate to the sense of like, people just want to throw out their input or their opinions and just think that that's helpful. But I'm like, no, there's so much behind the scenes. There's so much like stuff going on in my mind. I'm like, trust me. Like I have a vision, like maybe you just don't know it yet, but like, just trust me on this one. So how did you kind of approach that? If you ever like, were stuck questioning yourself. So I will say with sports, like, and a lot of the things I feel like I went through with lacrosse at Carolina really did help me with this. Cause I was like, I know I can do anything. If I really, really want to, I can focus, like, you're going to have to change your approach. You're going to have to be flexible. You're going to have to like, get, let your ego go. Like you don't know the answer. So just figuring it out, working your ass off and trusting that you can definitely do it. Um, were my strengths, but after a few years when it's like, you kind of feel like you're in the same spot. Um, you don't have that working cap, but like getting out there, putting myself out there and like asking people for things is where I'm not good. I'm very good behind the scenes. I'm not good at asking, like, you know, putting a deck together and presenting it to someone asking them for a bunch of money. I just hate like the thought of doing that, which does not make me a very good entrepreneur, but I'm trying to get over it. Um, that's where I have a level partner who's like, awesome at it. Um, um, you're going to doubt yourself so often, but just like, it just let it go. Um, that's like yeah. my only yeah. piece of advice is like, you oh, let totally. it, you doubt it. And then you get back on the horse the next day and like you go again and it's every day is a new day. And just yeah, keep going. definitely like trial and error and just kind of rolling it off your back. I think that's totally something that a lot of people could work for. Um, so going more specific into your actual brand. So you are on the line. What does your brand stand for? What do you want people to look at your brand and kind of get out of and kind of just dive more into like the details of it? So originally I got this idea through, um, it was in college and I was like, I love the feeling of being able to wear my sweatsuit around campus, like gray on gray, like Carolina lacrosse. I just like the feeling of it. Everyone kind of knows you're on a team, you stick out, but whatever. So I was like, how can I bring that into the real world? Um, and now it's like, so my boyfriend plays hockey and everyone that plays hockey wears like Lululemon the whole thing. He's from Minnesota. You go to Minnesota and you think like everyone plays hockey. You're like, you all look the same. So how can you separate the style by just like a brand that not everyone has access to? Um, and it's just more exclusive, but also the same, if that makes any sense. That's where my head was at with online. 
stands for like something bigger than yourself at the same time. So like how can athletes give back to their communities by wearing this brand? And that's where I wanted to really get involved with like giving back. But you can't do that unless you have a lot of money to do that with. So I think, and I've heard of a lot of other like very successful companies now. I can't really remember who it was, but they tried to do the give back thing and then they decided that they couldn't do it yet. So they had to push that back. Now they can give a lot more. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. Um, And then I kind of just want to transition into where you are today with your health and fitness journey. So what do you, what does it look like when you approach like training and working out? Um, what's your mindset? Is it like, oh, I'm working out so I can look a certain way? Or is it more so like, let's work out to feel a certain way? Or how do you like approach overall just like working out and training? Um, <clears throat> this has changed so much since I graduated. So like in the beginning, it was trained like an athlete. I was doing these like really hard workouts all the time and I burnt out so fast. Um, but prior to that, prior to starting the health and wellness thing, I was working so often. I was not sleeping, not eating. I was eating like Skittles and coffee. And so I hit a point where that's where I got diagnosed with Hashimoto's because I was getting so dizzy and I was so stressed all the time. And I just knew I was sick. I was like, kind of feel like I might be dying but like I don't know if I'm being dramatic not a big deal I'm just yeah. dying a little bit but like I could be dramatic like check so yourself funny. yeah I was like it just doesn't feel right but like maybe this is just how everyone feels I don't know um but then I was like okay this isn't right my mom took me to her doctor who she loved and she ran all this blood work and it came back that I had at the time just like borderline thyroid problems um so that's when I focused on my diet and exercise. And I really like upped that part of my game. Um, and it also helped like as far as branding and content goes, if you're selling activewear, doing things in your activewear and having free content to give people is going to help your clothes get more exposure. So like I would do these workouts and people who I had never met or had no idea who I was prior then would be like, Oh, I want to support her and buy her clothes. So then I would have like a sale after the workout and it really went hand in hand. Um, So that's when like, I guess the workouts at first were more just to get me healthy. Then I kind of dove way too far into it where I was working out a lot. And that was, but that's also like my Instagram grew a ton during that time. Um, And it's like what you put into it, you're going to get out of it, but you just have to make sure you don't burn out. So now I'm more, um, light. I just work out. Like I'll go to the gym, see if I feel good. If I do, I'll be there for an hour. If I don't, I'll be there for 20 minutes, like just walking. But I always, yeah. So so like when it comes to working out, you kind of transitioned out of this, like hard hitting, like let's do a full workout, like super hard, intense for like two hours, blah, blah, blah. Um, now do you kind of approach it? Like, okay, like I can be active and have like a set workout, but there's also other ways that like you can feel good throughout the day. Like maybe instead of if you're in a position where like, like, especially for college students, like, oh, like I could drive to class, but also like just that little like 20 minute walk, like sometimes can make you feel the best. Do you think you like incorporate daily habits and those that also contribute to your health? 
Yes. So a few things that really, really helped me, especially when I was originally like in college trying to lose all that weight were lifestyle changes you don't think matter, like taking the stairs every time. Like if there's an elevator and like, I don't care, take the stairs. Mm-hmm. You're going to be sweaty, take the stairs. Like it's just a little thing that you can promise yourself where you also know you're trying. Like so many people want to change and they want like that lifestyle change. They want to be better, but they can't commit to a little thing like taking the stairs where that's when you're really going to start to notice if you can commit to the little stuff. So, yeah. Yeah. I love that approach. Just like little daily habits that you can just switch. And like, those are things that are in your control. And I think that's just something that isn't as intimidating as first, like someone who might want to start this like health and fitness journey. Like if you tell them, oh, you need to go to the gym five times a week for an hour, that's kind of intimidating. But if you just tell them like, hey, let's start, like, let's not take the elevator. Let's take the stairs. I think the success rate could be way bigger. And I think that's just an awesome approach. Um, And then for nutrition, more specifically, what is like your approach when it comes to eating food? Are you focused on like ingredients versus like calories or um, that holistic approach? So this has changed also, like all of this has changed a lot since I've started paying more attention to autoimmune issues and health. Um, When I was in college, I just focused more on like going to the grocery store, eating more greens, getting a rotisserie chicken. There's so many microwavable, easy, healthier options, which are great for some people. Um, And I think that what I do now is very kind of dramatic for the average person because I'm eating for autoimmune health and like my body and I try to help other people find out what's going to work for them and their body. But the whole like, I don't know, little health, I think it now it's like stresses people out more than it does help people. All, because there's so many things that go into it. So as far as nutrition goes, like finding out what works for me, um, I always knew gluten was just made me feel like crap. So I cut that out in college and that's, I was also diagnosed with uh, celiac disease which makes sense because I have Hashimoto. So usually autoimmune things go hand in hand. Um, so I cut that out, but then like it never affected me that much. So I would eat it sometimes. Now I'm like very hard, no gluten. Um, dairy, I think most people need it. Um, it's like has this bad rap, but dairy, like whole grass-fed meats and dairy are very healthy. And a lot of people are missing that from their diet. Um, so I don't eat it because it causes my autoimmune reaction, but that's the only reason I don't like, I wish I could eat more of it and I'm trying to work it back into my diet. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. like how, how do you, so your experience personally is a little bit different because you have Hashimoto's and you have this autoimmune disease. So there's certain things you just can't do. Um, but you obviously help clients with their own like nutrition journey. So what advice do you kind of give them in terms of like, oh, let's see what works for you. Let's see what makes you feel best, but also having that like balance of like, okay, like let's eat this, this, and this, cause that's going to make you feel your best. But also like having those foods are like bringing joy and happiness because their body could handle it. So where's that approach kind of go to? Um, it usually starts with like what you eat in the day. So it really, but it really depends on like the person, how much you're working out, how your body metabolizes it. 
but it's having like those little things you just don't even need to do anymore and eliminating them from being an option mm-hmm. um, for a lot of people, but it depends on what you're eating. Like if you're eating well and you can't figure it out, maybe you're allergic to kale. Like <laughs> some people are, some people it causes an inflammation and reaction in your gut and you kale is actually making you gain weight because it's causing inflammation. Your body is storing all of your fat instead of just releasing it. So figuring that out, you're going to immediately drop all that weight. Yeah. So just kind of like that approach of just trial and error and figuring out that every single person's different. And some people like can um, do that. Like, so I'm a little different too, because I had to get some of my pancreas moved. So like, sometimes my body, like it can't handle bagels, but then there's my friends who like, they can eat certain things. So I'm like, I, I can't do that personally, but like it works for them and it works for you. And like, they like time it out. So like, obviously we're not going to eat like pizza before practice, but like maybe that night they can, and just kind of figuring out like what works best for you, I guess is um, the approach that you have. Yeah, definitely. And I think that also it's like, what is that food doing for you at the same time? Not in an obsessive way, but like, empty calories just don't need to be eaten food you eat should be like it should nourish your body it should make you feel good um don't get me wrong I love pizza but that's like a a once a week thing um when people eat it regularly regularly that's not a nutritious dinner so adding in and like if you wanted to do a huge salad and then eat your pizza that's fine Mm -hmm. but add more greens and try to crowd out all the things that aren't like very nutritious and have a nutrient dense meals. Right. Yeah. Like the quality of the food basically. And like, if you have high quality food, like you're most likely going to feel good about it. Like, um, which totally makes sense. Um, and then you touched upon this. So you were diagnosed with Hashimoto's disease. I would love for you to just kind of dive into what that specifically is and the journey of you figuring out that you have it and kind of the changes that you've had to make in like your overall lifestyle to um, once you got diagnosed. So um, I did yeah, I kind of touched on the whole thyroid diagnosis. So from there I was eating healthy and I was probably working out too much. I went maybe overboard Um, then I got a really weird throat infection and I think this is kind of the spark of it. I always got strep, but nobody could figure out what this was and it felt like strep, but it wasn't. And I got, I went to so many doctors, got so many tests and then eventually just went away and they kept pushing like antibiotics, antibiotics. And I had like 10 different ones I was supposed to be taking. And I just knew that wasn't the answer. I was like, this is just going to destroy my gut. I already have gut problems. I'm not taking all of these. So I just didn't, and it went away. Um, But I think that was kind of the spark of my Hashimoto's where something, a lot of it can be sparked by an infection of some sort. Um, So that manifested itself in my body. And then I started noticing, um, I just didn't feel great. Like I could work out and eat my good diets like usual. And I just didn't feel good still. Like I was, I felt puffy and swollen all the time. I was losing my hair. Um, and I just had like a stubborn, like three or four pounds, which isn't 
allotic, but I could just feel it. I was like, just felt heavier. So I went to the doctor and I got the Hashimoto's lab work done and my antibodies were like through the roof, 2000. They're supposed to be like under 30. Um, so that was the start of it all. And that's when I started getting really scared. Like I cried a lot. I was, I thought I was dying. I was nervous. You don't, and if you Google it, the internet doesn't help. So, um, I luckily had a really good doctor who diagnosed me and she was a huge help, but she was very functional medicine, um, integrative. And a lot of doctors aren't like that. So I think that's where people get scared because it is, I mean, it is scary. Like you can relate to having that scary diagnosis where you're like, what the fuck is going to happen? Um, I mean, yours is obviously way more serious than no, but there's just so much unknown. Like, I think that's the best way to put it. Just, yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, and then you just don't really know what to do. So I just dove into research and, uh, diet and exercise. And that's when, um, everything kind of changed. I still, to this day, like my doctor that I went to closed down her practice. So to this day, I don't have a doctor that I really love. I see like 10 different doctors. Um, and it's also so mental too. Like I think with autoimmune disease, it's not taken seriously, but at the same time you question yourself, like, do I overthink it? Is that why I am continuously like having flare ups and getting sick? And like, is it a mental game? Is it not? Because so much of it also, like, I think our health is what we think. So, right. So when it comes to Hashimoto's disease, is it more so the approach to like handling it is more so like changing daily habits? Is A lot of it is nutrition, um, diet and like fitness, or is it more so like, oh, there's a medicine for it? Or is it more just like a lifestyle approach? So there's a medicine for it. Um, but it's different for everyone. The most prescribed is like levothyroxine or Synthroid. And that's very, very widely prescribed and it does not help everyone. Um, the medicine is really just like masking the symptoms. It's not figuring out why you're having an autoimmune attack. It's not healing the root cause of where this is coming from. So it can be different for everyone. It can be your gut. It can be an infection of some sort. It can be parasites. It can be um, mold in your building, like dust, anything that you're having a reaction to very often gluten and dairy, which is why those are the first things that people should usually cut out, but figuring out where that autoimmune attack is starting instead of just taking medicine to stop the symptoms. Right. Right. Like there's just more like in your control than you originally thought you think so. Yeah. And figuring out like you're not going to know until you're sick. Right. So mm-hmm. you could be allergic to gluten your whole life, but not having the serious reaction. It's just slowly causing more and more inflammation until your body starts attacking, trying to attack it. And so all these antibodies are released. And, and like, for me now they're going after my thyroid. Um, and that's what happens with Hashimoto's your thyroid starts getting attacked. So it can happen. Like it's trying to figure out why it's happening. I think is the biggest thing. So I wouldn't tell someone's like stress about what they're eating and stuff. If they feel great, if you don't feel great, figure out where it's coming from and like what might have sparked it because you weren't 
I mean, some people are, but most people aren't born sick. Like our bodies are incredible and they can heal themselves. And it's usually something that causes that, whether it's like sparking a genetic, um, like issue that you have (laughs) mutation or not like, I know it runs in my family, so I sparked it at some point. Okay, that makes sense. Um, I see, I see where where that like <laughs> comes on, but I, I just want I like I feel like it's a disease that a lot of people just like aren't educated on, and like honestly, before like I got connected with you, I had no idea, and I think a lot of it is there's a lot of misconceptions about it, and like so, how do you deal with kind of having like patience and grace with yourself where you are getting these flare ups and um maybe something's bothering you but you're like oh am I just being dramatic like but like no like you actually have to like be like no like this is a real thing do you ever feel like you're struggling with that yeah I think that's a huge struggle is people don't understand it um which is why I really like having an online community of a lot of girls who can relate because it like can be very much in your head do you go out? Like if I'm kind of having a flare up, but like, it's been a long week and like, I want to go out and have drinks with my friends. Like, do I go out or do I try to sit and like relax and let my energy out in a different way? Uh, What is the best thing? Like being with friends and living your life is usually going to heal like a lot of issues that we're having, but you can also like dig yourself into a deep hole in your bedroom. So, um, figuring that out and navigating that and just like letting yourself listen to your body is the biggest thing. If you're not feeling great, that's okay. Just like rest, um, get to bed early, watch a movie, anything, but there's no like one answer to what's going to help you. Right. It seems like it's like a day-to-day thing and like listening to those cues, um, seem to be really, really important. Um, I mean, I just love the approach that you have with this and kind of like not letting it dictate your life or control you and just kind of like really putting in the work. Like, I think that's something that's really like people don't give enough credit to is once you like get this disease or you figure something out, then you start making these changes. Like it's hard work. Like it's so easy to just be like, Oh, it's fine. Like I'll just eat this or I'll just do this. Like I'll, I'll deal with it later. But like, no, it's like having that like sense of what, like not control. Cause I think there's a negative connotation with that, but just more so like, okay, let's, let's reel it back in and let's look long-term and what's going to help me. Um, I think that's just really impressive, the things that you're able to do with that. So I think that's something a lot of people can like learn from. And I'm just like, honestly impressed by how you handled the whole thing. So, I mean, that's awesome. Um, So a lot of my uh, audience are student athletes, especially in college. And this year has looked a little bit different, especially with NIL and like using our name, image and likeness to profit off of. So I would love for you to like dive into some advice you would like to give student athletes if they want to go towards that direction of using their name, image, or likeness to profit off of. So I think, I think just like give us advice of where to start, who to reach out to, how to do it. I mean, social media is very big, so let's hear it. Okay. I'm excited to talk about this because this has been online taking a turn um, where we're, I have a few friends and we're trying to start to help athletes like do this or do this for them basically like run their Instagram accounts because so much of it is like 
I wish so badly that I had started my brand in college, regardless of like name, image, likeness. I wish I had just posted more behind the scenes, health and wellness, um, been more like put together brandy. People are probably going to make fun of you, but whatever, it's worth it because now you like the earlier you start, the longer you, you're going to have to build, um, for student athletes, figure out like what you want to represent, what you enjoy. Like, do you really like the health and wellness side of being an athlete? Is that something you're passionate about? Use that, like start creating content, free content, build your brand. Like what you're doing right now is amazing. Like this is such a good idea. Start your brand, not a 10. Like <laughs> no, because brands no, are gonna this, like this is it. Like like the brand is like me. Like I, I think like, yeah, I agree with that. <laughs> like you're doing exactly what like I would tell anyone to do is like start a podcast, like build your brand, make it all about you. Like it's easy or easier just to be yourself and brand that instead of having to like create something totally different. So figure out how you can use your life to help other people or things people be interested in what you're passionate about. And then, um, create content and just create, create, create. You're not going to get, I mean, some people might like get brand deals right away, but people want to, I, people want to pay people and give free people, people free stuff. If they're like identify with their brand. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah. building out the yeah, content 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 is what I would say I think or win yeah I think something you like touched hinted upon that's so important and so easy to like get wrapped up in is like oh like they'll just give me free stuff they'll just do this like this they're this company is looking out for blah blah, blah. but if it's a company that you actually aren't like passionate about or haven't used and don't necessarily like believe in their product and believe in their brand then it's kind of like that like slippery slope of like, I'm just doing this for the free stuff or like doing this like for who knows why, but like having that correlation and connection between like, oh, like these brands will help me build my own brand and they fit what I stand for. And honestly, that's where the passion strides in. Like, I'm not just going to pick a brand because, oh, they'll give me free stuff. They'll pay me. But like having that connection between like, you are your own brand. And I think that's something that's so important and kind of right when NIL started, a lot of people just kind of like dove in head first, but didn't really think about like what this is going to make you look like in the long term, if that makes sense. Right. And how like, I think that having that, the content, like brands want to look at you and they say, okay, like why do people go to not a 10? Like, why is this a community? What type of people are shopping there or watching this, listening to this? Are those the people we want as customers? Are they our target audience? Can, are they going to help us make more sales? Like having that target audience is key and creating, you're going to get that by, you know, putting yourself out there, creating the content like winning is going to help you a ton because you're going to get all that free publicity and free coverage. So like, I think for a lot of people, I would say win first. Um, What you do is also incredibly cool. A lot of people want to get into the world of, you know, elite athletes and college athletics. So showing like behind the scenes, the locker room, like, Oh, this is what we do. We dance before games. Like 
Um, this is where I study. Like, this is our study hall. This is my tutor, like me, my tutor, like uh, this person. I don't know. Like there might be lines you can't cross. I'm not totally sure what the rules are there, but doing, um, the behind the scenes thing while you're there. I think there's a few girls who I can't remember their names, but now I think they've graduated. One girl's like a soccer player. She's big on YouTube. Um, and I remember finding her page a long time ago and thinking it was like, so, so smart what she was doing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, I think that's what audiences are really into is like, okay, like you have your brand yourself, but they're like, they want to like get to know you and connect with you on that deeper, like more meaningful level. And like, just actually like get to know the real you and take them through the day and like just little things about yourself that you like, like, or, and I think that's kind of where the connection comes from, which is so interesting. Um, earlier you talked about like people are going to make fun of you when you post on social media. So how did you kind of get over that hump of like, I'm just going to post this cause I believe in it and I think it's cool. Um, I kind of dealt with that a little bit when I first started this, but after like a couple of like posts and figuring out like what actually looks good, uh, I've gotten like amazing feedback, which I have not expected. Like I thought it was like so weird what I was posting, but half the time, like people love it. And I'm like, okay, like this is fun. Like, and I've been having fun with it and just kind of giving over the like air quotes embarrassment of it. So what kind of advice do you have for people who are kind of nervous to uh, post things like that? Um, put yourself in the shoes of like the person who you're nervous about. Like everyone just wants to be able to do it. Everyone just wants to be able to post on Instagram, get paid. Like at the end of the day, I mean, no one's going to deny like a few hundred bucks just to post on Instagram. Um, so, I mean, I just tell myself like from the start, even before I was had any brand deals or anything, just like you're getting paid to do this. Just tell yourself that like, it's work, it's work. And then now like, I used to be embarrassed if someone was walking by to be like getting my picture taken, like influencers in the wild was like my biggest fear. But like now it's just like, screw it. Like I do this for work. This pays the bills. And like most people I think want to be able to do that. We're really lucky to have this platform. We're really lucky to be able to make this work. So yeah, I think most people, I would just say, like, everyone wants to do it. The difference is the people who actually do it. So just do it because yeah. you're going to regret it if you don't. And you'll always say, like, if, oh, like, I just remember people saying, like, oh, if I posted, like, in a bikini or workout clothes all the time, like, I could be getting paid, too. Like, well, then do it. Yeah, like, just because <laughs> you're bitter about us doing it, like, the, like you don't need to shit on us. Like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> you can do it. I would love for you to do it. Like, please. I'm yeah. Like let's collab. Like why yeah. not? <laughs> um, yeah, that's, I love that. And I think like, just like a little story, like background, I I'm the type of person where I'm like, Oh, like I get a little nervous, but I'm just like, let's full send it. Let's go. And like, we have a nutrition center at um, Virginia tech and like every single student athlete, like gets dinner there. And like, there's a time frame, So like you run into people like all the time, like people, you're just like, like social anxiety is pretty high there, but like, and I wore my not a 10 hat and like, I was like, oh my God, am I going to get judged for like wearing my own brand? But then I walked in and people were like, oh my God, like not a 10. Like, I love it. Like, or like, when can I get a hat myself? And like, just like give people the benefit of the doubt. Like, yeah, there's going to be haters out there, but there's also going to be a whole other group of people that like 
absolutely love you and like love what you stand for and like that just like fuels you up it's gonna be intimidating it's gonna be nerve-wracking but once you just do it and like you have that like one little comment that's so positive like goes such a long way like and that was like literally yesterday I was like I'm gonna wear not a 10 stuff more like why not (laughs) it's free promoting like it's free content like this is so great so I think what you just said like just put yourself out there and just do it like why not and like if people are shitting on you they're probably just jealous and they just want to do it themselves but they're just not willing to take that extra step so amen yes exactly <laughs> put some of those hats in your backpack and start handing them out to people yeah, literally okay, well, like, here you go yeah but, but you have to talk about it <laughs> yeah <laughs> exactly Tell everyone oh my god that's amazing i think that's such good advice and just really correlating the brands that you want to work with with the brand that you want to represent yourself because we are a brand, especially as student athletes. I think we forget about that. Like we ourselves are a brand just being a student athlete in general. And so like kind of like working with that partnership with other brands, rather it just being like separated. I think that connection is super, super important. Um, and I think a lot of people will get a really good idea from just listening to what you just said. And I'm really excited about taking NIL to the next level. Um, you kind of motivated me to like maybe – start working on my brand just a little bit more on my like regular Instagram, like posting stuff I really do care about. I think like, why not? It's my Instagram because everyone else would judge. (laughs) Well, and it's also just like every, exactly everyone who's judging just wants, or maybe they don't want to do it, but like, at least they're talking about you. Like even you could be saying the worst thing in the world, but if like your precious minutes are talking about me, then like I'm doing something right. So yeah. Like, I'm not shitting on you, but, like, an example would be, like, oh, like, ew, Carly Reed's health, like, Instagram page, I hate it. I would I would pull it up and be, like, what are you talking about? And then maybe I would like it. Like, yeah. Or, like, vice versa. Like, if someone was, like, oh, not attends a horrible podcast, I'd be, like, oh, I need to listen to it to see, like, how horrible it is. But then it might, they might like it. So any any talk is good talk in some way or another. Exactly. <laughs> and even if someone did ever say that, it's, like, you're just getting better and better. And the more you do it and put yourself out there you're just growing and growing. And eventually they're going to be like, Oh, remember when I like shit it on that podcast or shit it on her health page, but now they're on board because they're like, Oh, like I know her and other people are talking about it. So I'm going to now support her and what she's doing. It's like, people aren't going to be there right away, but just like, it does take a very strong minded person, I think, to be able to start their own thing and put themselves out there, but just like, don't stop believing in yourself and what you're doing. Cause at the end of the day, like you'll be successful and making money and crushing it. And like, everyone will just be sad. They didn't start when you did. Yeah, exactly. I think like, especially in college, like we're have, we have this privilege to start using our image and like, this is the time to do it because your name could be totally forgotten in 10 years in the realm of like that community. So like, this is really a crucial time. I totally agree with that. Yeah. I mean, I can't express enough, like how important it is to build your brand and it can be lacrosse. It can be like the Maryland lacrosse player or whatever, like Virginia Tech lacrosse player. Um, Yeah. But yeah. And then you'll get the Maryland fans and then eventually it's like, Oh, I really want to know what she eats. Like, how does she like fuel herself to play so well? Like, Oh, okay, cool. I want to eat like that too. Yeah. What does she wear? I want to wear that too. And then people trust you and they want to buy what you're buying. So that's when you're going to get the brand deals is when like people want 
brands can see that people trust you to tell them what to buy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But if you just post like a random post, it's like, oh, here's like my favorite like cup. Everyone should go buy it. It's like, why am I going to buy this girl's cup? Yeah. Like, who are you? <laughs> like, yeah. Like, what opinion do you have? <laughs> like, okay. Like, cool. You played sports, but like, are you like really good at drinking? Like, what is your thing? Like, <laughs> like why what, do I want what? this cup? <laughs> oh my God. That's so silly. Um, uh, okay. I love that. And I love the advice you just gave us and just kind of that approach. I think it's a lot of like, just figuring out like what works best for you. And like, there's a lot of mess ups. Like I know I've messed up a lot with the NIL stuff and like, but like, I'm slowly figuring it out and there's a lot of change because it is such a new thing. But I mean, thank you for your advice. Um, so just a little closing grace, my sister, she made sure to ask, um, that I would ask you for book recommendations. Cause she says you probably have the best book recs ever. And I'm a huge self-help book. So I am so excited to hear and talk about your book recommendations and they can be from any genre, um, of anything, but just let me hear your favorite books. Okay. I have a lot. I'm a big self-help book person. Um, Mainly because I think they're great when you like hit a wall and you're frustrated and you like don't really know what to do. It just helps you like slow down and read and remind yourself, like buy into a new process kind of. Um, So the one thing is my favorite by Gary Keller. That's always my number one recommendation for like productivity and actually getting the results that you want. So the one thing, and he has this whole like mapping out of how to map out your life with your goals, like your five-year goal, your 10-year goal, and then how to get there. I should definitely reopen that one, (laughs) but (laughs) uh, that's my first recommendation. Um, It's Gary Gary Keller? Yeah, Gary Keller. Okay, got it, got it. Um, What kind of books, like, do you want to know about like I'll give you some of my things? favorite books yeah you tell like, me yours I'll tell you, okay so like I'm a I'm also a big self-help book gal as well and I actually just finished The Mountain Is You by Brianna uh, Weiss which is oh my god it was like life-changing I think like and Untamed I love Untamed uh, I I love Brene Brown like anything she writes I love those but those are kind of books that I kind of like approach of just owning up to like your shit and like kind of just owning up and being like, Hey, like you might be doing this. And these are like the qualities or like, these are the habits that you need to instill to get to where you want to be. I think there's books like that motivate you and also like give you a sense of closure and a sense of like a community that like, Hey, we're also feeling this way. So those are type, some of the type of the books that I like to read. I also really like by yourself, the effing lilies, um, the subtle art of not giving a fuck that. I mean, I'm just gonna throw it out there. That's a good one too. (laughs) But so those are some of the books that I really, really do enjoy. Those are all like such good books. I have a few, I haven't read um, by yourself, the lilies, but that's one I keep seeing on like yeah, Instagram. It's, it's, really good. <laughs> um, it's really good. I love what you said though about like taking kind of the, not the blame, but like also taking uh, responsibility for your own life is a huge thing with like self-help books that mm-hmm. is really important. It's so easy to get in a rut where it's like, I can't do anything. Like everyone like hates me. Everyone, no one wants me to succeed. But like at the end of the day, everyone genuinely just, can't I, I don't know this is how I feel like people mainly are focused on themselves no one actually 
cares that much if you succeed or not. Um, it's really just like up to you. So, right. I mean, if you have any other book recommendations in terms of like what you stand for in terms of health and fitness, like someone who might want to start this like health and fitness journey and, um, that approach, if you have any books like that and that you want to recommend to us, um, nutrition wisdom, I'm really bad with the names of them all. (laughs) I know. I'm like, I really like the book with like the black co- cover and like, it has like this on it. I'm like, that's that book. Yeah, <laughs> I have to like, actually yeah. remember the names of them. <laughs> I have it right here. Okay. Sorry. Nourishing wisdom. Not nutrition. Oh, nourishing wisdom. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So this is my favorite book. It's like the Holy Bible. Um, just an overall, like how you feel, how you think about food and your body and everything it's just an amazing um it doesn't give you like like a meal plan or anything like that it's just the whole idea of food and it comes with like key lessons and a reflection at the end of every chapter so nourishing wisdom as far as a place to start with health and wellness um this is just like my Hashimoto's book so no one really wants to read that but that's probably my favorite for yeah is it like a type of book where like every single person who's on a different fitness journey could read and relate to. And so, so it's like more so like what you get out of the book rather than like specifics. Right. Right, gotcha. and it's more of like habits and willpower. And like, like there's a whole chapter on body image and like the science of body image and like how we look at ourselves. Um, All right. I mean, I'm going to have to check that one out. Yeah. Like on this, I'll, I'll be on this health and fitness kick after talking to you. <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, I feel like you're already so healthy and fit. I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> it's, it's been a journey. I definitely need to connect with you and being like, cause I've had to make diet changes for obviously what I've went through. And so I definitely need some advice on that. Cause I mean, I'm in that, like that in between stage of being like, I know this is going to make me feel like shit, but like, I still really enjoy it. But like, uh, like it's this back and forth battle being like, I really love this food, but it's going to make me feel gross and it's going to hurt my stomach. But like, uh, it's, it's hard. It's really hard. And I'm, <laughs> it's, I'll like definitely try to connect with you in some way for on a personal level. So <laughs> this is like off the pod. Cause people are probably like, Mary, I don't care about your health concerns, but like, no, yeah. I think you should do a whole episode on it. I want to like hear about this, the whole experience. Cause I talked to grace like during yeah. that time, but oh yeah, I, you never really like had a phone call about it so yeah yeah it's 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 crazy it's so and like it the way I talk about it changes every single day but like and like I just love you like this is more specific to something I've never really approached when it comes to like overall health it's just like how my cancer and how losing like some parts of my pancreas has affected and like the actual like tangible steps I need to take that's going to make me like feel better because I feel like you've had to make some changes with your Hashimoto's disease and you were like put in the work and I haven't done that yet, but I'm very aware that I need to. And, it is uh, hard. It's, trial and error. it's hard. It's really hard. I'm like over it. But like, especially when you're tired, it's like, uh, I'm exhausted. And like, I just want to eat whatever and not care anymore. Yes, exactly. Um, I, all right. So closing question that I'm actually, you're the first guest that I, well, I asked it last week on my episode with Kylie, but this was a question that was submitted by a fan and I loved it so much. that I think I'm just going to ask every single guest that comes on. So you are like, technically, I guess the first that I'm like directly asking, um, what is one thing currently in your life 
that you are trying to better yourself in? Being on time. <laughs> uh, I was late. That's to a hard podcast. one. That's a hard one. <laughs> uh, being on time, um, definitely. But also, just like having more fun, I think is actually something that I've been focusing on. As weird as that sounds, um, but I think health and wellness can get, especially as like a career, you can start taking it like too seriously and like kind of forget to live. So having more fun, like going out more, caring less, but it's also not fun to go out when you don't feel great. So like (laughs) finding that balance, I'm really focusing on just like having more fun and enjoying the moments that I'm in um, rather than getting overwhelmed with like health, wellness, career, work. It's life is just, I'm at a really weird age. Like 26 has been the hardest year, I think. Um, in my adult life where it's just like a year of being lost, like, yeah. <laughs> especially with COVID, like I was living at home and then I was like, okay, I'm 26. It's like, I'm a new yeah, that is like an awkward time phrase. Like some people are getting married. Some people are like, not even like close. And like, that is such a weird time. I feel like, um, but like having fun, like I read this quote one time and I'm like, I, try to live by it in some aspects of my life but it's like if you're doing something and like you're not having fun while doing it like even if it's the littlest thing um like walking to class like that's so boring but like if you like put in a podcast like that's more fun or like little things that you can do like I think that's just something that's so important and I love that answer because I do think a lot of people get wrapped up in like oh what are they doing or like I need to be on this like everyone's life is put together like I need my life to be put together but like no like let's also have fun and enjoy ourselves um but like definitely there is a balance because we can have too much fun you know because then you start feeling like shit (laughs) and then you're like too far gone you need to find that put together where you can put together and then like have a wild time yeah (laughs) but then be put together again (laughs) yeah like uh I'm not like put together girl that like goes out and also has a good time but like knows knows her limits for sure (laughs) that's like a foreign country to me I just yeah no I'm like on that I'm like I'm not there yet but like I'm I'm trying (laughs) (laughs) I will never understand the people who can like be so put together and still like go out and be normal like the next day and I'm like whoa that's yeah (laughs) yeah Uh uh-huh I totally feel and look good all the time like that's a full-time job and it's expensive like yeah it is expensive It's oh fried, like get my nails done, my haircut, and it's like, okay, now I'm broke and can't do anything. So Literally. I'm just gonna look at myself in the mirror. That's so true. Oh my gosh. But um, I love that answer. And I think, I think, I mean, you, uh, you said you had a tough year, but I think maybe this next year and like could be yours. Like, why not? And yeah. I'm, I'm excited for you. And I'm excited. Love that energy. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I'm excited for you. And I'm excited for everyone listening to like, kind of get the inside of who you are. And like, you guys should definitely check out Carly Reed um, on Instagram and like her workouts, her nutrition, like you get to see like who she is on her Instagram page and has a great following. And I think it's just awesome. And definitely check out her brand on the line her clothes are super cute um I always got jealous of Grace for having some but like like modeling them and like I was just like oh I want to be a model for on the on the line but oh my gosh please (laughs) we're gonna be like sister shoot yeah let's sister shoot let's do it um but Carly thank you so much for coming on and just giving your insights and I think this episode is so unique and I think 
I think just hearing your fitness journey and just like kind of what you stand for is going to be really, really helpful. And a lot of insights that aren't really talked about a lot. And I think it's just a really unique approach. And I just love everything you've been through. And I love people. I love anyone who takes something shitty that's happened or has been through shit and does something with it and builds their <laughs> brand. That's like everything I stand for. So I'm just like so excited that you um, came on and talked to all of us. It's such a privilege. Oh my gosh. Thank you so much for having me. I mean, it's a privilege to be here. You're the coolest person ever. It's so hard to do what you're doing. Oh my and God. Like, I love now 10, send me a hat. I'll wear it every day. Oh yes. Yeah. So I'll get you a t-shirt and a hat. Like, yeah. like rep it out uh, and I'll rep mine too. Now, after we talked, I'm going to wear mine everywhere. Yes. Well, I'll <laughs> buy it. I'm going to go online and buy it. Cause I know <laughs> how you need the support when you're yeah they're on sale next week yeah like we said money money it's a hard thing (laughs) everybody needs it support your small businesses support your friends like their post share their posts yes amen thank you so much so it goes a long way (laughs) it really does um but yeah thank you so much and i hope you guys all enjoyed listening to this episode and that you just have the best day ever thank you